producer, Mr. and Mrs. Bedenbaugh. Brought to you by Anchor FM. It's launched also on Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. So, Happy New Year 2021. If you want to get in contact with us, email us at mr.mrsbedenbaugh, B-E-D-E-N-B-A-U-G-H, at gmail.com. And cash is dollar sign N-J-J-A-Y-72. And phone number to call us is 908-242-6214. Happy New Year 2021. What an interesting start. Gotta love Prince. Love him. Gotta love, love Prince. Rest in power, brother. Continue to rest in power. Motherfucker. Prince Roger Nelson. Yes, musical genius. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. This is uh, introducing Mr. and Mrs. Bettenbrown podcast launched on Anchor.fm. Oh. Um, me and my wife was just uh, sitting here talking. Just sitting here talking, kicking it, man. She was like, we need to do a podcast. So here we are. So what do you want to talk about? You 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 you, we, you was talking on something. You said we should do a podcast on it. You, it's about bring us in. About creepy old men, whether they're your uncle, cousin, you know, family friend, those creep niggas. Yeah, creep creeps. Creep niggas get yeah. Okay. I was referring to um, my life. I think, me personally, I think I look pretty good for my age. I'm, fi- I'm full disclosure. I'm 55 years old. All right. You, you, well, you, you look wonderful. You're beautiful. Thank you. So, and there was a when I was in my 40s, I was single, single. And uh, late 30s, early 40s, I was attracting like really young guys or really old men. Mm-hmm. So I was hanging out at this bookstore up at the uh, Tri-State Mall. My you friends, give it a shout out. Mija Books. Miss M, you do the thing. Location, all that shit. She's on, she is on Philadelphia Pike in Wilmington, Holyoke area near the Dollar Tree. Uh, Right in Hollyoke. I think it's a pizza place there, right there. But she's, I don't know her exact address, but Mija Books, M E J A H, M is a Michael E J A H Books. And uh, there used to be like an older guy that used to come in there all the time. And one time we had a nice conversation. First time I came in there, he came in and he was coming looking for some books, whatever. And we talked to him, we had a nice conversation. You know, I was just like respecting the guy. And um, came in there. A couple days later, M said, oh, your your boyfriend came in. I said, what are you talking about? She's like, I said, who are you talking about? She said, 
remember so-and-so, you know, the guy, he said he's coming here looking for you almost every day. I was like, I'm thinking in my mind that we just had a friendly conversation. Okay. So, lo and behold, a couple days later, I come in there and he's coming sliding in there. He had his like a little Adidas sweatsuit on. Yeah, And he had on his baseball cap. And you know, he had the typical, he had the creep outfit on, you know. And I, and I think he was in his 70s. Hope. Was, hmm? Hope. Hmm? He was how old? In his 70s. Like, you know what that is? What's that? Old creep nigga. Okay. So, and at the time, I think I was like maybe in my early 40s. Like, okay. And um, so we're having a conversation and mm-hmm. he comes sliding in there, you know, like I kind of said. And he comes in, he's like, he had that, and it gave me flashbacks because, you know, you have those people that weave in and out of your life but my dad always protected me from that kind of stuff your dad protected you from creep niggas yes yes whether it had been an uncle or some family friend or whatever <laughs> and um he came in there he he had that typical same old maybe the person back in the when i was young didn't have on an adidas sweatsuit but he came in there he had the same people like he had that like <laughs> <laughs> you know, they always have that kind of they have a, when they see you, they get that spark in their eye. No, the creep laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, and then they always have that thing where they, like, you know, they get that like, that look in their eye, and then they, then after they do that little <coughs> smirk, yeah, yeah, they tuck the and lick the lip, yeah, and and they rub their hands together. Creep niggas. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So it was reminiscent? Yeah, yeah. It was reminiscent of some things. That you remember yeah. growing up. And, and I think I had put a post up too on Facebook one time. I went to Pet Boys. And there's an older gentleman in there. And he was, we both, I was getting tires on my vehicle. And we're sitting, you know, we're having a small conversation. There's like about four or five people in the club. And he keeps, focusing on me I was like I know this old motherfucker don't think I'm going to give him the time of the day so the lady said something to me you know she came in and she said Miss 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 Rose I need you to such and such whatever I want to tell you you know let you know what you need done besides the tires and your business I was like all right well you know and he said oh my goodness <laughs> now this is in the waiting room about four or five other people were in there right. he goes you have such beautiful hair and he said can I run my fingers through your hair I was like I know this motherfucker didn't say this to me. Yes, fuck he did. Yeah. Creep niggas. Yeah. Hold on. Let me give that effect. Creep niggas. So I'm sitting there like, wow. And he's just sitting there like talking all kinds of trash, you know, like trying to like pull up on them. Like I couldn't get my car out of there fast enough. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't even know how to. I was like, first of all, I'm supposed to respect because he's my elder. Right. And the second of all, I don't want to get loud in here with all these other people in here right. in the waiting room on this older gentleman. You, you, you didn't want to get niggerish. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You see, I understand that, right? Because, like, growing up, right, I, I, I noticed things about the men that raised me that a lot of them didn't sit their own children in their lap. We talked about that. You know what I'm saying? You don't, so I say it's imperative that 
we teach our girls you're not to be sitting in some niggas lap yeah, you're not you didn't sit in my lap when i'm raising you mm-hmm. you ain't gonna be no lap motherfuckers dancers or what happened it, it, it's it's something improper about a child sitting in a grown man's lap that like my uncle my father you, you know what i'm saying they a lot of them didn't do that okay and to my recollection i don't remember no creep type niggas in my family per se but we've had you know talk and rumor about people around us that were of that ilk and we were told go stay away from him when we were kids now i'm talking when i better be in front of the house when the street light came on age i'm five six seven eight you know nine ten years old be in front of the house with the street lights come on age um that you see that motherfucker you stay away from them and sometimes they necessarily wouldn't tell us exactly why but we were to stay away from that motherfucker mm-hmm. and, and and some of the uncles was like that motherfucker say anything you come and tell me because they can go fuck them up because that's the shit they was on when it came to creep niggas yeah. they're not respectful um they're, 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 they're predators. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the see, my problem with that shit is, you know, people don't want to talk on it just to save face. They don't want to confuse shit. They don't want to uh, uh, stir nothing up. Especially for the family members. Right. It, but, but if it's some creep nigga shit, it needs to be stirred up. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you you look at what that type of abuse do to people when they grow up and become their own oh, and yeah. they out on their own and they're still processing and dealing with that type of shit. Because it's never, because you think about it, we don't go to therapists. Right. Know, whenever stuff happened like that, that we process it yeah. and we walk with as, it. As, as, as the best we can as right. a child. And some of us, it's, it's not good. I mean, well, I would say it's not good to carry a burden like that. Well, yeah. Because it's, 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 it, 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 when it affects your soul, it affects your energy. And then it, when it starts affecting your energy, it affects you physically. Right. Now you're getting sick. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, it, it, it's, it's, it's something that people choose not to speak on and just for the sake of saving things. Yeah, and, and I think another thing, it's not just uncles, sometimes it's aunties that do right, it Right, yeah, yeah. Them old, you old cougar bitches. You creep niggas too. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I've, I've heard many a story from many a guy, like whether they were somebody who was dealing with or not dealing with on a friendly basis, that they were, the, sometimes their first sexual encounter was from their babysitter. You know, like may have been not like twenty right, years old, right, but it was right, like right. But they were older than them, like right. four or five years. You know, right. a right. year old boy as a fifteen-year-old girl, and she right. takes advantage of the right. that little boy, and that's not that's not right either. But see, but I I, I I can't never recall my mother ever calling a babysitter. If if my mother needed to send me somewhere, she'd send me to my aunt house, my uncle house. We like. We didn't. We weren't. We didn't grow up traditional. Oh well, you come sit with our kids for a few hours while we go have dinner. 
if we had to go sit with family, they had to go do something to take care of business or whatever. Right. They, or maybe they went on a vacation on their own or whatever. They left us with our with our with our family. We didn't have babysitters. You know, that's when 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 I was growing up. That's when the village raised child. Right. So that's because you had a lot of family around. But there's sometimes right, people right who have moved away. Right. And right. they. You know, right. I know how and a lot they, of people it, it think, becomes susceptible to the shit. Oh yeah, like whenever I had a lot of family members that, while growing up, um, that they graduated from college and moved away, and you didn't have that family support system anymore. Right. You had um, more or less de- depend on those babysitters. Right. You know, they they got their degree in college and they moved away to California, Texas, Oklahoma, whatever it was. And they had to depend on people outside your immediate family to help you with raising your children. Like as far as like, and those people took advantage of children. And even as like young adults, like I know that some people, like a couple of my friends said to me, well, it made me feel uncomfortable. And I know that it didn't mean anything by it, but at the same time, it's like, it felt creepy. Oh, your nephew is real handsome. You know, that kind of thing. Creep shit. And it's like, it, to me, it's like, you could say he's a handsome guy, but it was just the way that the tone it was. That, hey. Um, She'd get that motherfucker some pussy if he was willing to fuck. Yeah, if I wasn't there. That's how you look at it. Yeah, like, yeah. damn, you telling me that dude. Listen, I can distinctly remember that. Did you say that shit, right? I got family, older women, when I was young. Always when I was, since I was a kid, I can remember. I ain't going to call no names out, but he's so handsome. Because when I was growing up, up to I was about three, four was my first haircut. My mother always kept my hair braided and I was mistaken for a girl. You know what I'm saying? That's how long my hair was when I was a kid. But my like aunts or friends of my mom or whatever, he is so handsome. He is so handsome. Like I always, oh God, he is getting so big. Mm, he is so handsome. He is so handsome, right? And I never looked at it like that when I was a kid. I never felt one way or another about it. But when you grow up and you get older, now I'm in hindsight. It's like if she would have came at me and was like, "I'm gonna throw this old ass pussy on you. What you want to do with it?" And I'd be like, "All right, right." And because you don't, you don't have that judgment capability of saying like. This is not right. Right. When I was young. And then and then if you and then if you did if they did take advantage of you, they would sometimes threaten you. You know, say, right. you know, if you right. say something, you say you something know, we're gonna get in trouble. Yeah, you you're gonna get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, it's like yeah. it's one of those things that I feel bad because as a people we've suffered through that. Yeah. There's a lot of people who suffer through trauma as adults. And I think we need to recognize that and Talk about it, right? Right, and not get judged for it, right? Because you didn't do anything wrong, especially as a child. Yeah, if anybody look, if anybody out there that had encountered with creep niggas, and I don't care what your race or color nationality is, you know, creep niggas are creep niggas. Creep niggas is white, black, Spanish, Chinese. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? If you're a human being walking this earth, praying. On, on on the young, on on, on 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 what you perceive to be weak, females, what have you. You're a creep nigga. And let's even talk about another issue. Well, I wanted to give creep nigga some effect, but you didn't bled into my shit. 
So let me redo what I was just doing. Any human being that's on this earth, praying on children, praying on what they perceive to be weak, I don't care what color you are, what your nationality is, what your views are, whatever. You are classified as a creep nigga. Hey, hey, hold on. Some creep niggas get this. You be careful. A lot of you get this. But you all should get this. Just my opinion. I know even beyond that, like as an adult, whenever sometimes children or, or, or adults who didn't have that support system like they didn't have their father figure in their life and they seek out relationships with older people make make sure it's in a healthy manner not you're seeking out your dad right sometimes that that can be taken advantage of wow and um and same thing with you know uh like people looking for like a sugar daddy you know i I have females saying all the time like i'm looking for a sugar daddy made sure that okay when you get out in this world you're gonna be able to financially take care of yourself right right. just live within your means that kind of thing right but be able to take care of yourself they can make sure i had an education make sure you know and make sure that try to get that build up that confidence in me right i never i know that i was never denied opportunities especially with something in logic you know my you know billy rose is you know i'm billy rose's daughter and let's not bleed Billy Rose into this creep nigga episode. No, 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 no. Episode. I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying, like, he made sure he made sure y'all all were good, yeah, t- were taken care of. And he was like, always like, you know, if, if I came to him with a with like, look, I want to do this, like, I want to first grade, I wanted to play the violin, and he's like, okay, you want to play the violin? We get a violin, so we, we right. you know, got right. a violin. Right. It's like all those things he nurtured you, yeah, and, and my mother did too. And then she came to every single horrible recital they ever played in right so what this got to do with creep niggas i've been saying not everybody had that and i didn't realize that until i got to college that everybody didn't have that support system right where you know i get i get to college you, you know, you're meeting people from all over the place and they didn't have the opportunity they coming from all types of backgrounds oh yeah, yeah. and it's like and they didn't have the hodgepodge yes and it's like and i remember one of my friends imagine. in college saying you know he, he didn't have money to pay for his semester i'm like why don't you just call your parents He's my mom don't have it like that. I mean, he and I didn't real, you know, I didn't think about it that way. Because I'm like thinking like, if I had something going on, I'm gonna call Billy and Joanne Rose. And they would make it happen. You know what? I I, I understand that because I went I, my college. My college was prison. I'm sorry. I'm just it's that's the truth. Mm-hmm. My college was prison, and if you're in prison and you got somebody coming to see you. You you, you know somebody sending you birthday cards and, and, and writes you. You you're on the phone. You're talking to your people. You know what I mean? Right. It shows where you are with your people. Right. With your family. They your family because you got motherfuckers in jail that ain't got nothing. Right. But themselves. Right. And what the state gives them. Right. And that's some real shit. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So. 
So just what you were saying about you meeting people in college when you went, you didn't realize that every family on on this planet was like your family. Oh yeah, I yeah, was, I had good. Yeah, college was, was like, a wake up. Yeah, it was like I didn't, I, I never had to. We we never had a light cut off. Right, you know, you didn't experience that. No, but you know, not to diminish, you know, but you, you didn't experience that. Oh yeah, and. Yep, and, and you were quite sheltered. Am I right? Oh yeah, okay. Sheltered. So within that, you were just in the belief that everybody else lived had this oh, yeah. and lived this way. And even people, because I had friends whose parents were divorced, but they were doing pretty good. They still had the co-parenting going on, right? Right. You know, so it was like that. You know, I, I felt like everybody had that. And my little, my little right. shell world, right. and my shell of the world, it was like more or less everybody. If you if you were born in this world, you had a support system. Right. I assumed that going all the way till I got to, to college and yeah, realized that that's what I'm saying. College college just hit you. I like, open it. Ah! Yeah. Reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. like, how could you not have somebody who's going to pay for your you know you're short on Make money? Make sure you got food. Yeah. And, and, and my, my dad didn't dish out money like, yeah, but throwing yeah. it out there like. Okay, you. This is what you need. Maybe yeah. he didn't spoil me, but right. he was like, he made sure you had what you need. Essential things, right? You know, he was like, okay. I, I remember one some boots, you know, for the because it was like raining and all that kind of shit. And I, I, I told my mom, look, I need some some duck boots. This that and the other. Okay, we'll send you the money. Mm-hmm. And of course, I frivolously spent that money on some get cute boots. Oh, you, you ain't shit. Yeah, I should tell her. Like she knows about oh, it. I'm I told a, her she knows about it. We're going to talk about you next time I get with mom. And so, you won't let her get away with buying them boots. She's supposed to get them they, Yeah, she, <laughs> she, she, they sent me the money, and I went up, got, went to Kaufman's, which was, you know, department store in Pittsburgh area, and I got some cute boots, and it wasn't worth shit in the snow and ice. Right. But we're getting off Creek, nigga. But it's like one of those things that growing up, I always had a support system. So when I fucked that money up, I had to call them back and get the, the duck boot money. So they, they, they like. I understand that, but we're getting off Creek Niggas. We're talking about okay. Creek Niggas. Okay. The name of this episode is going to be Creek Niggas. Mm-hmm. Can't get, we can't stray too far from okay. something. So, but it's like one of those things that my parents protected me, shielded me. But at the same time, I had experienced it. But my, my dad buffered in, or my uncles buffered in. Mm-hmm. So I was talking about my uncle Melvin, uh-huh. how he would come up and visit. And say shit to me like, you know, you don't be trusting this person, you know, this, that, and the other, you know. Not because I never forget. I'm not going to name names or anything. I right, never forget right, one of my uncles right. came one time, and that was like, I was like three, four years old. My, and my mom used to, because we had to just had a shower in our bathroom. Right. So we had a, she used to wash us in the kitchen sink. Right. She used to sterilize it afterwards. Every, so I was in the kitchen sink getting a bath, and, and one of my uncles came up to visit. And my mom was frantic. I didn't understand it at the time. But he was like, okay, Hopi, let me, let me help you take a bath. And my mom was like, oh, no, 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 no. I got that. I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Yeah, yeah. Okay, he was a creep uncle. And, um. Creep nigga. Yeah. So she ran over and got me and she snatched me. We, I, I think, I, I don't know if I watched every crevice at that point, but she snatched me out of the sink, put the towel around me. And we go up and, and get dressed, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. To, to protect me from him. Yeah. And you know, you hear other family members say certain things, but in a hush hush, we never talked about the open forum. Right. But it was like one of those things that that's the problem, yeah. 
that's the problem. And I'm telling you, I know people, no name, no blame. I know people that was in situations like that and they family wouldn't dealt with that shit. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and I ain't talking about going through the law. And that's as far as I'm going to say about that. Right? But um, I know a nigga that went through something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, his sister went through something like that. Right. And his, his family took care of that. Right. You know what I mean? We were kids. You know what I mean? So, um, that's how them niggas got dealt with. And what I was like, I can imagine my father, my one of my uncles, one of my older cousins, killing somebody or fucking somebody up. Because a lot of them motherfuckers, they was in the streets. My uncles and shit, them niggas was robbing fucking post offices and fucking banks and shit in the 60s. You know, the feet, a couple of my uncles was feeding heroin habits. You know, robbing banks and, and post offices in the sixties, right? Um, but they had a they had they had a moral compass that was so true north that you don't fuck with women or children. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Without repercussion. Right. You can't a person with a sex crime can't walk in any motherfucking prison in the United States of America. Without at least minimum being scrutinized mm-hmm. because of what you here for, right? So, so it's basically it's 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 a blight on our society. But the problem with this blight that can really solve it is nobody talks about it. right. Nobody again. Nobody want to break rank. Nobody want to stir the pot. No, no nobody want to name names. And shit, but this shit continues. So now, when this nigga around, you're uncomfortable because you got your kids here, but you don't want to stand on the shit and be like, "Yo, you's a creep, nigga. I don't want you around my motherfucking kids. Get the fuck out my house." You don't want to start that shit. You want to be nice. You can't be compromising and nice to creep niggas. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's a lot of our fault. You know when we don't stand and speak on that shit. And put it out there. And, and if it make other people talk, well, maybe that talk will protect other children. Right. And I think that is what it comes down to is that your people are trying to be like, okay, it's it's my brother, it's my uncle, whatever. I think people need to prioritize their kids to give them the most opportune time to grow up in the most uh, protective environment. Right. And if there's a, a creep person circling around, you need to like. No children should have to worry about right. that type of shit. I think that you understand what I'm saying. Right. You 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 know. And and like I said, it's unfortunate. It it, it happened. It huh? Yeah, I know it happened. I, I'm I'm upset. I'm upset. Let me let me ride. Okay. Please don't do that no more. Um. It's a lot of the motherfuckers just rolling around. And nobody's saying nothing because that's my brother. That's my uncle. That nigga bought me a car once. He helped me out of a jam once. I can't put him away. Whatever your reasoning is, oh, it's snitching. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's the issue. That's the problem with this shit. Nobody's speaking on it. Right. Nobody's putting it out there. Now... It's coming out more and more as people get older. Like you, you, you take Bill Cosby in his case, right. where 
They was bringing shit from 20, 30 years ago. Up until the point they brought something back from 12, 15 years ago and prosecuted them for mm-hmm. it and put them in jail, right? Um, people, that shit sit on people and that shit fester. Remember we had a conversation we had the other night when we was at it and 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 you was like, you be doing this, you be doing this. I'm like, well, speak on it, right? Mm-hmm. Remember that conversation yeah. we had? This is the same shit applies. Right. This is the same shit we had the conversation about the other night. Same shit applies here. It's the same exact conversation. You got to speak on it. You sit that shit in you and it festers and look how it comes out in your older years. How some people suffer from that shit because they never spoke on it. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So, so that is the biggest issue with this. Let me say something to you. Because I think that sometimes people repress things too, just for their own protective, because they don't have anybody to talk about it. They repress it. Right. And, it, and then something happens in life and it brings it, it out. It, it, it just, yeah. It, and, it, and it comes out sometimes fucked up. Misdirected, sometimes. misdirected to the wrong person. And, and or, fucked up. Or, you just know, fucked up. But it's like one of those things that they should be able to learn how to heal from it because it's well, like not through no fault of their own right and it's like that that's the kind of thing that we as a as a as a race and as a people need to realize that there are this you know oh this psychological ain't, this ain't about a, this ain't about a race of people I'm this just, is about everybody i know what you're about to say about how african-americans don't go seek psychological help and all that shit it's, it's more of a white people in other culture things do it more than us. But again, this is for everybody. Everybody. You gotta go go to say what you gotta do. You sitting up here fucking this shit up here. No, go ahead. I mean this like Go ahead and do what you gotta do. Okay. Sitting up here stopping me and we recording here. All right, go ahead. Do what you gotta do. You sitting there being stopping me and shit. Now I done lost my train of goddamn thought. Shit. All right, y'all. This is part three of one episode. Um, we back and we was leaving off on a point where you wanted to say something. I wanted to bring up about um, whenever somebody brings up some kind of trauma, whether you believe it or don't believe it, is that we need to not make them feel like they're gonna get re-victimized. So if they've suffered some kind of trauma from a family member that maybe we don't have, may have not recognize, maybe we did recognize, but we don't wanna embarrass the family, that kind of thing, is make them feel like it's a safe, if they feel vulnerable enough to say something to you is to make them feel okay to share that information with them. Because it's, it's in their, you know, perception, it was a reality to them. Whether they actually got penetrated or just su- suggest, whatever. you know, whatever, 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 whatever. happens. But they need to be able to be able to express that that trauma in their life, that we don't re-victimize them. As, a, you know, as somebody who they've entrusted to say, like, look, I'm feeling this Empathy. way. Empathy. Yeah. We just got to exercise empathy. Right. That's and, all. And whatever they need to do in order to get past that, like, what, not to get past it, but to deal with it, whether it's therapy, whether it's just saying, hey, on hope or hope, 
I dealt with this, with this family member or family friend or whatever, uncle, whatever, that I felt violated by this person. And I'm not the type of person that's going to go there and gun the person down. This is not me. That's not the I'm, I'm, That's what I'm here for. Well, I'm just saying, you know, you, you, it's like we as a, as a, as a family need to be able to accept that maybe we didn't deal with it the best way that we did could have at the time but now in the here and now this person's ready to deal with it and that we'd be able to be able to empathize and support them to say what you uh, deal are with we is talking real. about somebody specifically here no i'm just saying like as far as me i mean i have my own traumas but i i was able to deal with it a little better because ne- nobody ever sexually molested me Right. Physically, that was a, some things that made me feel well, comfortable. Just the shit that, just the implications of I tear your little ass up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's that creep. That, that, that I'm telling you, it's that creep, nigga, shit. And, and I know that for me personally, that like I said, I always had a good support system. That I, you know, but at the same time, I recognize that there's some things that in my younger life that I wasn't dealt with, and even as a as an adult. Whenever these older men came up to me saying certain things, it, it brought flashbacks to probably some things that happened in my younger life. And as an as an adult female, in my early forties, and this guy was like, I was like, no, I, I'm not looking for a father figure. Yeah. I'm I'm looking for somebody who I can have a relationship with that's not having creepy tendencies and all that kind of because stuff. Because he at the age where he probably ain't trying to lock down; he's just trying to nut. Right, creep nigga. Mhm. And it's like, it may, like I said, and they were like, they try to entice you with like material things. Like, look, I got a jaguar. That's what the dude told you. The, yeah, this he's the dude like, in the tracksuit. Yes. <laughs> he's like, he was like, look, I got a jaguar, and I can take you on places. I'm sitting there like, in my early forties or mid forties, having flashbacks of like, this guy could be my fucking uncle. Right. Yeah. No. I'm not looking yeah, for that. Yeah, that's that's that creep. And it's not saying that everybody has to be in the same age group, but it's like you got to make sure it's a healthy relationship where you're both adults and dealing with adult shit right. when you get involved in it. Right. I'm not looking for some young buck, to whatever that kind of thing. Well, let me ask this question on that front, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we think of celebrities that be like, you know, picking mates that? 30 years younger than them, 25 years younger than them. And, and, and I'm talking male and female stars. Like I said, we could talk about them Kardashian bitches. Right. That bitch, what's their mama name? I can't remember her name. That bitch, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Chris Jenner. Yes. That's a pedophile bitch. Right. And she was fucking OJ. Right. And I think Chloe's OJ. <laughs> okay. But it's like, that's, but that's, th- not, that's what I'm saying. But why is it that it's, it's not it's, okay? It's, no, no. Listen, but when you see you watch Entertainment Tonight and 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 ET tonight, ET News and, and and all that shit, and they got Billy Bob Thornton with a a a, a bitch that's 25, 30 years younger than and, him, and it's and it's and it's and it's but it's flashed across these and, and people accept it, right? That's what I'm saying. You, but, but a big part of that plays into how society accepts this shit. When they're looking at actors and movie stars and, 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 and athletes and celebrities and motherfuckers with money, 
Right. That it's, do it's, this it's, shit. It's that sugar daddy thing. Right. But 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 this is this is like like normalizing. Because, right. Because we they they they're a media outlet. It's 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 what we watch. It's what we obsess with. Oh, this motherfucker got a good movie, and then you see him on the red carpet with a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, 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 Look, and it's, it's like, like Woody, damn, well, nah, that's Billy Bob Thornton. Well, it's like the Woody yeah. Allen thing. Right, Woody Allen. Same shit. You gotta be a dirty dick motherfucker to fuck your daughter. Stepdaughter. Yeah, your your stepdaughter. Or even not even your stepdaughter. It's your, your, your girlfriend's daughter. Right. They never, they never married. Right. Me and Ferris. It's like, and, and they're still trying to normalize that. And then that. you fucking married to the young girl. Right. And, 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 and as if in justification. And then I would say this too. I'm talking about Russell Simmons too. Well, yes. Okay, so he, he had Kamora Lee when she was 16, 17 years old. Right. See, that fashion industry, especially over there in New York right. City, them motherfuckers all kinds of motherfuckers sleeks and creep. Mm-hmm. Them some, there's a lot of creep niggas over there. Right. And and, and it, it be they be gay and straight. Right. All right. That shit. That fashion industry. That shit flow for real. And Russell Simmons. Got got that motherfucking Kamora Lee. Before she was she was years old. Yeah, then, then, then they justify, oh, but he married her. They had a family. He put her on. He gave a multi-billion dollar company, whatever. But the niggas are creep. Right. Because for him to take advantage of her at a very vulnerable age, she's trying to make her way. And she can't make the decisions and the adult decisions that somebody who right. was like 30 years you ain't old, mature yet. Yeah, and that's like, why that married marriage ended in fucking divorce. Right. And then and, and, and she's I don't even know if she's married again. I know she's no, married. No, she like, married the dude. You remember the dude? Uh, from, so, um, yeah. But they, they divorced and Give she, me free. But, but they've divorced and right. then she married a, a, another guy. I don't know. I haven't he heard. He was an older guy, him. a billionaire. Okay, but after see that. But see, but there's a pattern in that. If you look at because it. Because her father wasn't in her life. So her, right. pa- her mother was, was probably was she like, from America originally? Did she yeah, come she over was, here? She was, she was she was African American and Korean no, she, she yeah she was from but, but where was she from? Let me let me let me Google her. Okay, but either way, you look at it. She got hold of an old head nigga, young she, Russell she, Simmons. She was looking for a father figure, right? Russell that Simmons she never had Russell Simmons came in. Well, not I'm not gonna say corrupted her, but you did some creep nigga shit. You was fucking a 16, 17-year-old girl. Then you married her when she was 18, 19. But that don't, you know, that don't clean up what you did before. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I look at Russell Simmons as a, as a creep nigga. And although there's other allegations, hold on, let me finish this point. Although there, right now, there are other allegations about Russell Simmons, which has him living in Nepal, where he's, he's in a country where he can't even be expedited back to America. You know, they said he bought a compound or some shit out there. But... Those are allegations. Those are those are allegations that were never brought into the, the to the court of law. They're, they're, I don't. I'm not to say there's validity to it or no validity to the to, to those allegations. But the only uh, this so this is as far as I'll speak on Russell Simmons and those outland those outstanding allegations about him outside of Kamora Lee. Um, that shit could be right. Mm-hmm. That shit, they, 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 it could be some validity to those allegations, in my eyes. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not here to say them allegations are true or not true. But I know for a fact, nigga, you was fucking with Kamora Lee when she was 15, 16, 17 years old. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, you're a creep, nigga. 
That's creek nigga shit. And I, I think that... And, 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 and like, speaking on that, let me finish my point. Um, and speaking on that, it's like, again, we got all these celebrities that that does this shit, and then people find ways to justify it. And then, especially in our communities, when we talk about a Russell Simmons doing this shit, man, that's the brother. Uh, 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 you supposed to support him? You supposed to be Run down GMC. with him? Right, right, Run whatever, GMC. whatever. But, um, 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 oh, he married her. Uh, he, 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 he put in a position to, to, to get money. Got, gave her a show. You know, made her entrepreneur. Whatever. That don't justify what the fuck he did, and that's Same. our problem. Right, and that's our problem, and that's why pedophilia and and all these like sexual fucking assaults and shit is 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 normalized. Right, because a lot of who we idolize, from politicians to fucking celebrities and, and athletes and shit, we still idolize them. So it's almost like normalizing the shit that they do. Right, that's what's wrong with this shit. That's what's wrong. You know, that's the only thing I wanted to point out. But as far as Russell Simmons and and Morley, she was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Her mother was Japanese and her father was African American. Okay. And her mother came to United States after the Korean War. Okay. Um, they fled Japan for Korea during World War II. Married U.S. servicemen. They're married, and mm-hmm. then uh, divorced. That kind of thing. Right. So she's. She was looking for that father figure, that safety net. Okay, and, I understand that. And then, and then, in the meantime, that's been normalized for her because he said he waited till she was eighteen to get in a relationship, and he fathered her before she was eighteen, sixteen, seventeen. Whatever. That's bullshit. He was fucking her and sucking her when she when he met her. Again, he met her. She was a model. Well, he may he, he may have romanticized her. Man, I, fuck we, that. we don't know that you pursued her. Yeah, motherfucker, that's enough for me. You know she was too goddamn young. But you know, there's a lot of models in the industry that start. I understand that, but but for you to sit here and say you a man and you take care, you you taking advantage of the young. You 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 creep, nigga. I don't give a fuck how you classify. Oh, I'm a groomer until she 18. I'm gonna sit back and wait for her until she 18. You a creep, nigga. Right, and 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 this is another issue. Well, not the other. Why he took advantage because her father had spent time in prison and he was for drug trafficking charges and um while she was in grade school okay um he did get he come came to their wedding in 1988 i mean 1998 when they got married mm-hmm. um so she was looking for somebody who was the father because her father was taken away from her life that kind of thing whatever um and that's the thing that. So are we? Are we? Are we blaming the victim in this case? No, I'm saying, and I'm not blaming the victim. I'm saying that she was victimized because we have to, as a society, say that, hey, these children who have been taken out of, a, a, like, a, a familial unit, a family unit, and sometimes these children are looking for father figures, mother figures, that kind of thing. Because it's not always a children move from the from the father figure so sometimes it's moved from the mother figure and they get in these unhealthy relationships because they don't know how to process that i always say that all the time like i didn't know how to process that at this age or you know whatever it was i was dealing not necessarily pedophilia whatever but it's like one of those things that i didn't process things because i was not at a mature enough age in order to be able to do that 
and I could have been at 25 I could have been at 30 you know I, I didn't hadn't had to deal with that at that time and it's like we have to be able to recognize that and and understand that like okay I didn't know how to deal with this financial situation because I was never had to deal with that before and I wasn't taught that and whether it's and that whole creep stuff that we're talking about those sexual things that because we're sexual human beings I don't care if you're three years old 20 years old 50 years old it's like you we are sexual human beings and sometimes we use that sex in order to gain an advantage because we know that some people will do whatever they need to do in order to get that satisfaction like, like everything else man like do it within motherfucking moral boundaries, man. You don't fuck with children. You don't you don't force yourself on somebody because that it, it's a sexual thing and, and you're trying to fulfill it. And there, there, there's, I mean, you're right. We're all sexual beings, but there's boundaries within it right. that 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 motherfuckers don't have the fortitude to respect. It, you know what I mean? That's the issue in it. But it's, it's not even so much that it's even necessarily children. It's even like a forty year old who hasn't dealt with the sexual things that happen in their right. childhood because they're right. able to express it. Because right. it could be like something that's manifesting itself in 40, 50, 60 that they never dealt with as a 10-year-old, 8-year-old because they weren't able to talk about it. Well, like I said, you know, and I emphasize this, it's imperative that if there's anyone around that's on that creep nigga shit, you need to point them out. If, 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 if you if you motherfuckers like reporting shit to the police, report that to the police. See where it go. If if, if, if you motherfuckers like getting violent and want to toss him up a beating, go toss him up a beating. You want you want to dump two in them and throw them in the river? Dump two in them and throw them in the river. But you can't let this shit stand. You can't you know you can't be silent when 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 people are being hurt and you got to take into to consideration that this shit is life. This is like this is this is like a life on you know this is like a life going suffering mm-hmm. when you got to deal with that type of trauma, being 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 taken advantage of, and, right by family members, well, whoever it don't matter right. who it is. It, it, you know, if if a motherfucker is doing wrong by a child like that, it needs to be somebody needs to step up and right. do something. I don't know what course of action. That needs to be taken, but minimally, it needs to be spoken up and spoken on. And be okay to be in a safe, safe environment that they can speak up on it and be. Like I said, whether it's family, you gotta go to the police. And you wanna go to some goons in the street, whatever. It needs to be spoken on. Right. That's all I'm saying. It needs to be spoken on. If 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 if, if, if it's if it's if it's that detrimental to you, and it's eating you up inside, it's festering. Need to if fuck it, I need to go to the goddamn cops. I had to put this nigga in jail, whatever. It needs to be spoken on. Right. It needs to be spoken on. You need you know, the nigga over there selling drugs? They're like shooting people in the neighborhood. You need to go tell him. You need to you need to speak on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, whoever you need, you need to speak on it. Cause sitting on it, it ain't doing nothing but eating you up. And right. it's gonna tear, and in the long run in life. The older you get, the more effect from it you're gonna get. It's gonna right. fester into a mental condition. Right. You know, it's gonna morph into something different. Because when you get into a relationship, sometimes it can't be a healthy relationship till you deal with the things that happen on the back end. Right. And that, and that is exactly it. And so that 
whenever whether it's a, a male or female that has been abused by somebody who has been of an age inappropriate relationship and needs to be dealt with all right can i ask a question sure i was 16. this woman was 32. i met her in an environment and i told her i was 22. i was in a bar i was 16. Mm -hmm. i lied to her and told her i was 22. and I got with her a couple of times For some reason, we, we, we left each other alone. It wasn't because of it. Like, she didn't find out how old I was. You understand? But one reason or another, probably because I'm fucking crazy, she probably found a gun or something, right? She left me the fuck alone. Right? Would you consider her a creep? Because now she was like 31, 32 years old. My thing is that... But I told her I was 22. I understand. And, and maybe she not even have been wrong initially, but... My thing is that, first of all, you're dealing with somebody you never don't even know. You know, right. people need to realize that you before you open your and, and, and this is I'm 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 blaming myself also is that when you're dealing with somebody on an intimate level, before you get to the uh, with them intimately, you need to get to know who they are, who you're opening yourself up right. to. Because once you start slobbing spit. You don't know what and, you and, and, bod and, and bodily fluids and shit like that. Well, especially with this COVID nineteen shit. Yeah, you need to. You need to. If somebody is not introducing you to their mother and their father right, and right, siblings right, and right, stuff like that, right. it's it's a whole different world we're dealing with right now. It's like it, we've all been bought to reality with this COVID stuff. Mm -hmm. Is that you can't just meet somebody at the club and they look good? You know, first of all, ain't no club open right now, but. You can't just I'm meet just somebody saying, on the yeah. street, you know. I mean, that shit stopped in the 80s when AIDS came. When right. HIV and AIDS came, that shit stopped for a while. Then they said, oh, well, you can wear a rubber and you'll be all right. It, it went back to popping again. But you know it's like, so you, you, you have to get to know people at, on a on a more human level before you open yourself up anymore. Right. But, you know, you see, this is the thing about that, right? You know, because we want to satisfy a sexual urge will violate our temper. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. For 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 momentary pleasure. Right. You feel me? And, I, so, and, and, and guilty so, as charged so, at certain so, points, yeah, yeah, no, we all are. We all are. But to what point? Is it to... Uh, uh, are we all guilty to a point where we hurting ourselves with it in our have, older years? Uh, and we need you know to, what I'm saying? Or do we find a way around, okay... I gotta stop fucking with this older bitch or this younger nigga or, or whatever, you know, and find something within my age bracket or, 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 or. My thing is that like, we, we need to be talking to kids honestly at, at a, at a, even a younger age. I'm talking about like, when we, cause I know that for me personally, I don't know when you be concerned yourself as a sexual human being, but I think like eight, 10 years old when we started like, Knowing that we were sexual human beings, shit, I knew a lot younger than that. Okay, I'm just saying, but, but I'm just saying, like, whenever we knew shit. that, we, when we would react to it, that kind of thing. It's like you didn't, we didn't start talking to kids. I was a little freaky. 
at a, at a certain at a younger age, like this a, 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 a whole in a healthy environment. Let's say like the kids, like you know, this this sexual thing that you're you're dealing with is it's normal. You need to normalize it and say like, look, but it has to be in a healthy environment. Right, right, right. You know, because right. I, I think about my my great nieces and my great nephews are, are are coming of age now, like you know, that are like you know, two years old, five years old, whatever. Right, right. And then they're and they're like becoming these little sexual beings and saying that like, what you you know when you get a little hard on, it's okay. Whatever you get a little you know what yeah, it's okay yeah, you know yeah, but yeah. but when they, they, that you know that that's normal right and it, have these honest conversations this honest conversation but you know but, but you have to make sure imagine, that you wait to a certain age can you imagine me with a child and i'm explaining shit to him damn <laughs> no. my thing hard no. nigga go in there and go like this for it to a stop <laughs> 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 see that what happened man you got to be a man you're gonna be you know when you old enough to contemplate shit I think I'd be. I think I'd have been an overriding father, man. But yeah. I'd have just been raw with it. Man, man, go play with your dick and, and, and come back, and I'll talk to you about yeah. it. <laughs> and, it's, it's, and, and it's like the whole thing of like masturbation. You know, those are conversations that we need to, nobody has. That nobody has with their children because it's like it's uncomfortable, and it's like you don't want them to be these sexual beings. You want to bury your head. No, in the because sand. they always look at their children as their children. I mean, you got parents that have children in their thirties and forties, and they still treat them like they're fifteen and twelve. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yo, you can't do that. Mom, I'm a grown motherfucker. What you talking about? You know what I'm saying? saying? So, so, but it's just like, like I said, man, everything is about, man, you gotta, you gotta speak up. You gotta speak up. Being honest and being understood. Whatever and whatever, you gotta speak up. If there's anything happening that, that, that's, that's compromising to your soul, if it's hurting you, you know, emotionally and shit like that. Got to speak on it, right? Because because nothing nothing's going to get done right. about what's going on. First of all, it's not going to stop if you don't speak on it. And if it's like I said, if it's detrimental to the point where you're feeling hurt, and I'm not talking you no know, physical shit. I'm talking about emotionally and, and, and spiritually. You know that it bothers you. You need to speak on it. And, and like I say, I don't care who you find solace with. Like I said, it could be the nigga across the street selling drugs that like shooting people. It could be the police. It could be a family member. You need to speak on it. Right. That's the beginning of getting 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 the shit off. And it's just be speaking with somebody who is going to be receptive to it. I would rather speak with somebody that's going to do something about it with me, with it with it. Like, all right, well, look, we need to call the cops, or I need to go over there and blow this nigga head off, or I need to go over there and punch him in his face. Or I need to let the community know this nigga's like that. That's why I don't I don't care what happens behind speaking on it. It needs to be spoken on. Right. Whatever happens after that, let let the fallout yeah, be what it be. Because that person victimized somebody who didn't right. deserve it. Exactly. Everybody's worrying about him because he's family, his reputation, who he is in the community, whatever. That shit shouldn't matter. Right. When it comes to people fucking violating children and women like right. that. Or even older women violating young boys. Right. That's a, that's it's the same shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, listen, we got a few minutes left and we got to close this out. So, I'm going to um, I'm going to um, close out by getting these out. I'll do it this time. And, um, and we're going to close this shit out because I got some reefer to smoke. I want to go get a cup of coffee. 
it's what, 30 almost. But um, like I said, I'm gonna say this one more again. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna say our last comment. Hold on, we're gonna say our last comment on the subject. The name of this episode is gonna be Creep Niggas. You know what I mean? Right. So um, all I all I say to everybody that's out there listening, you know, if, if you're going through some shit like that, if, if whether it was 20 years, 30 years ago, and it's still sitting on your heart and, it, and it's weighing on you heavy, you you need to talk on it. You need to find somebody that you can confide in just to talk on. Now, I don't know how much true justice you will get out of talking on it as far as getting the motherfucker that did you the way they did you locked up or fucked up, but you know, speaking on it, finding somebody to confide in that that'd be empathetic towards your plight and, and, and be an ear, you know, I, it's like one of, it's, it's the beginning. It's the beginning towards getting better. So I employ everybody, man, just, you know, speak on it, man. Want to close out? We only got two minutes. Okay. So. I just want, I want people to heal from this that I've never been able to deal with shit on um, that capacity to make them feel like I'm a I'm a person who will be empathetic, and knowing that some of the things that I swept under the rug or whatever, but I just want people to be able to heal and get to a better place so that they can deal with their day to day situations. That life is hard enough on its own, rather than somebody violating you. So, to just find that person who you feel comfortable in dealing with. All right, that's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. All right, we're closing this out. So, this has been introducing Mr. and Mrs. Bedenball. And introducing Mr. and Mrs. Bedenball today has been brought to you by Anchor.fm. Uh, we're also launched on Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Podcast. Um, you want to reach out to us? You want to leave a comment about the uh, show? You want to email us? That's Mr. Dot Mrs. Bettenbaugh at gmail.com. That's Mr. Dot M-R-S B-E-D-E-N-B-A-U-G-H at gmail.com. Um, cash app donations towards the platform for equipment and, and all that good shit. So we can do shit like this. And um You smoke crack, don't you? You smoke crack, don't you? Look at me, boy. Don't you smoke crack. Um, Cash App is dollar sign New Jersey J72. That's N-J-J-A-Y-72. That's Cash App. Um, telephone number if you want to leave a message. Um, 908-242-6214. That's 908-242-6214. All right, y'all. This has been another episode of introducing Mr. and Mrs. Bedenbaugh. I am Jamil Bedenbaugh, a.k.a. New Jersey J. And I am Hope Bedenbaugh, also known as Hope Rose. And this has been introducing Mr. and Mrs. Bedenbaugh. Um, everybody, uh, keep your head up. I like to close out my, my, my New Jersey J on the Radar podcast by saying keep your head up like your nose bleed. Um, we see y'all in traffic because we about to hop up out this car.